So we're recording now. <laughs> Figured I'd tell you guys. <laughs> Hello, Zoners. Hey, Zoners. Welcome back. Hey. <laughs> this is podcast at 20,000 feet. I'm here, too. Yep. Um, that's Alex. That's yeah. Chelsea. That's Rebecca. <laughs> that's the most confusing thing we can do. <laughs> do we want to do that again? No, we're okay. leaving it. Sounds good. Uh, that's how it's going to be okay, this week. Okay, so this week we watched Walking Distance. Walking Distance. Episode 5. Yes. Of the Twilight did. Zone. If you guys didn't know this was of the Twilight Zone, then now you do. <laughs> um, so we're just going to go on into it. So Walking Distance starts with, um, you know, the regular Twilight Zone music. Oh, yeah. And then a car drives up. And, like, sprays dirt everywhere because it's a convertible and it's a you know, dirt road. And it this drives up to a gas so station. He's so mad that he's covered in dust when well, he's driving a convertible. Yeah, he's... <laughs> the, the driver of the car is this businessman in a very business suit with... And it looks like he's very well-kempt. Um, but he drives up and he's now covered in dirt because he's on a dirt road. And his hair is disheveled. And he starts honking, like, where the fuck is my help? Yeah, there's a guy right there, and at no point does he try and talk to him. He's in like, eyesight. No, he's, he's, like, right next to him, and rather than say, hey, can I get a little service? He just starts honking his horn. Aggressively. Louder and louder and more and more aggressively. Yeah, and it zooms in on the guy, and not the main, the guy in the car, and his hair is just hilariously not kept. Because, like, most of it's perfect, but there's, like, three strands of hair just sticking up like he's a, like, what was it, Little Rascals character? Yeah, Alfalfa. <laughs> and then... The dude who's the gas station attendant is just like, he just stands up and goes, what? <laughs> like, basically. Yeah, I know. He's like, whenever you're finished, <laughs> whenever you're done honking at me, I will come help you. And the guy's like, sorry, can I get some help? But at this point, we already know that the dude in the car is just a giant yeah. douchebag. Quite agitated. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the twi- Rod Serling's voice comes on. And he's like, this hey, is Martin. Name, yeah, I got his name right, everybody. <laughs> He's like, this is Martin. Martin runs business in Business Town, USA. He works in advertising. He's the vice president of media. I was listening. I wasn't. <laughs> okay. Um, but he's like, so we know who this guy is. We have a little bit of backstory. And then it cuts to him again. And he's like, I, I need like an oil change or something. Right. And um, he's just kind of gazing off into the distance while this uh, grease monkey is messing around with his car it's a weird time to get an oil change yeah like, it's really it's like i stopped for gas drive, yeah. yeah he 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 narrates kind of that he had abandoned his job or whatever because it was driving him crazy he thought if he had to go to one more board meeting he was going to jump out of a window and right, um, that was important to say. yeah no <laughs> and and he's just steering off into the distance and this is like my favorite part because he's just he's like is that town over there? Homewood? Oh no, there is a sign. <laughs> and then we cut to a sign that says Homewood, mile and a half. And then we cut back to the dude and the, the mechanic is like, yeah, it's a mile and a half. What? They both basically just read the sign a couple of times to each other. <laughs> and, and the man's like, man, I haven't been back to Homeland, where I grew up, by the way, in 20, 25 years. And he never specifies a year. He always just keeps saying 20, 25 years. Like, that's yeah. a, like, that's a date. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just love that, uh, you know, he doesn't know where his hometown is. <laughs> he has yeah, he seems else. to have just, he seems to have just wandered 
to where he grew up. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I would not wander to Tucson, Arizona. That would be a hard <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. I think from... wandering back to Tallahassee would be a little difficult. Yeah. And we we know he's from New York, and we kind of get hints that this place is somewhere in the Midwest throughout the episode. So it's not like he was just out for a drive and just went a little farther. He... He, I don't know, I, whatever. So. He should have gotten the oil change way before this really long road trip. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm saying. But so while the oil change is going on, which the man says is going to take an hour, which, God, if my oil changes took an hour. I know. That'd be so nice. But so he's like, is hey, phase. is Homeland walking distance? It's Homewood. Homewood. <laughs> is my hometown walking distance? <laughs> and the mechanic is like, yeah, Homewood's a mile and a half away. Like, we didn't already know that. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, that's walking distance. Cut to him in a mirror walking down the dirt road to Homewood. Yeah, there was, like, this mirror that he um, he was looking at himself in. And, and, like, he walks out of the frame, and then you can just see him in the mirror as he's walking down the road. And he is in a very, very nice suit with very nice shoes on a dirt road walking a mile and a half like yeah it's walking distance but god that's gonna be so uncomfortable yeah it's gonna get sand in those shoes it's not walking distance in those shoes that's like walking distance in like sneakers versus walking distance in heels yeah <laughs> it's but i'm gonna give him a pass it made a it's nice title for the episode so. oh yeah i forgot that was the title of the episode so yeah so in his suit he decides to walk to his old hometown and the next scene is him Entering a drugstore, which back then basically was an ice cream parlor. I like how drugstore means ice cream parlor. It's really my favorite thing about the 50s. Um, and he starts talking to this guy, and we pull out, and we realize that what we're seeing is also a mirror. And he's reflected mm. in the mirror behind the soda jerk. Um, so... Okay, you know it's a soda jerk. <laughs> that's what they call No, drugstore. I like how you knew that. <laughs> I did not. So yeah, so it's kind of, we had this kind of mirror effect where we saw him walking through the mirror and then, you know, when we see him enter the next scene, it's also in a mirror and it's like, what? Yeah. Lots of nice little things like that in this episode. It was a nice shot. This was a very well shot episode. We'll oh, yeah. get into that a bit more. But so while he's um, talking to the soda jerk? Soda jerk. He's like, man, I used to spend all my childhoods in here and he's just slamming the chairs as he passes them and like spinning <laughs> them around because he's a oh. jerk. We've already By established this man does not value serv- people who are in customer service. No. Yeah. I, I, like there are little things that harkened back to the first episode, like the, the soda, yeah. Yeah. The soda jerk, even the, oh, like, the little counter looks yeah. very much like that. And I, even the first scene of being in that like gas station, little place yeah they very... may or may not have used the same set for a few Act- of these i things. would think that it never mind we'll get to factoids later <laughs> rebecca seems to have one <laughs> but yeah no i agree it's very similar to the first episode which i liked actually um but so he's spinning the chairs hard and he sits down and he's like give me a a soda with three scoops of ice cream and the guy's like yeah we do that 10 cents and he's like 10 cents in this day and age you're gonna lose your shirt doing that and the man's like no he won't <laughs> what are you talking about what yeah and he's like all right fine 10 cents and he's like so where are you from and they just kind of chat yeah and then the man takes a couple bites of ice cream 
and just goes into a monologue like, man, I miss this place. I remember old man Wilson up in his office was always asleep. He was always snoring in his chair. But then he died. Yeah, sucks to be Too him. sad. All right, see ya. And he just leaves like his happy milkshake. Yeah, he has like two bites of it. Yeah, it just gets up and leaves. He gives the guy a dollar as a tip and the, the man is like, holy shit, he gave me a dollar. It's a dollar. This is a buck. This is a buck. Yeah. Great moment, I thought, Gosh. actually. Why can't we? Oh wait, never mind. I don't want to live in the fifties. Yeah, that would. No, <laughs> I especially don't want to no, live in the fifties. No, you don't. <laughs> that is a comment that won't make sense for most no. listeners. <laughs> Let's not explain it. No, <laughs> <that's> okay. <laughs> Moving on. So, then the soda jerk goes upstairs after like checking his supplies, and he knocks on the office door, and he opens it, and there's some old sleeping dude, and he's like, "Old man Wilson." Or Mr. Wilson's probably what he actually called him. Yeah. He's like, Mr. Wilson, we're out of chocolate syrup. And Mr. Wilson's like, I'll get it later. Leave it alone. He was a big old wink. Like, yeah, yeah, go away now. <laughs> I'm napping. Yeah. Like, he's giving him a wink like, I'm doing drugs in here. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I'm asleep. <laughs> like, it's a very creepy yeah. wink. There's, yeah. there's a couple creepy things in this episode. So, yeah. And... <laughs> That's the end of that scene. So we know old man Wilson's alive. We know there's something going on because yeah. it's interesting. So this, the main character, as he's in the next Martin. scene, Martin, yeah. Martin Sloan, is walking down the street and he's suddenly just so happy. He's just the happiest person in the whole world as he's just strolling down his old street, he naming keeps... off names of like people he used to know. He's commenting on how similar it is now yeah. as how it was when he was growing like, up. Like, nothing's changed. It's all exactly as I remember it. This is amazing. Then he runs into tiny Ron Howard. Yes, the small <laughs> child he runs into is it played by Ron Howard. My which... I recognized him. The first time I watched that, I was like, is that Ron Howard? I mean, oh my god. If you saw him as Opie in, yeah, that, I guess Griffith's I watched show? a lot of Andy Griffith. I guess it's not so oh, I crazy actually, I actually looked up stuff so Ooh. i knew that ron howard was in the ron episode howard was in the episode yeah. i did not <laughs> I, I was just waiting for him to show up <laughs> so little ron howard is like hey there mister like he luckily this kid introduces himself first so it's not another adult just like hey children we're gonna be friends now yeah this kid definitely says hi to him yeah. first and the man's like oh you got marbles i used to play marbles do you have names for them and that like was a, a reference to our the past episode, which Many was... Many past episodes, I Yeah, <laughs> where, where it was just a guy inviting children into his house. Uh-huh. Yes. Lots of callbacks to future episodes, or yeah. past, past episodes. episodes, sorry. But so, Tiny Ron Howard and this man have a conversation about marbles, and Martin is like, hey, I used to live in that house, and he's like, the Sloan house? The yeah. child is like, the Sloan house? <laughs> and the man's like, yeah, I'm Martin Sloan. And the kid just gets viciously upset. He's like, you're not Marty Sloan. I know who the fuck Marty Sloan is, and you're not him. And then runs away. Like a good child should. If this man is telling you some bold-faced lie, run the fuck away. I am told Smartest kid in the Twilight Zone thus far. Yeah, definitely Easily. smarter than definitely the Definitely not going to go peddlers. off to have, like, like ice Dinner cream with socials. <laughs> with an old man, yeah. If you listen to our second episode, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Go back and listen to our second episode. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> so, um, the kid runs away, and then the man's like, huh, that was weird, and goes to a park, mm-hmm. and is just, just like... strolling with his hands in his pocket. Yeah. And then there's some mom who's like, Billy, get out of the tree, because there's Billy climbing a tree. I don't know who Billy is, but that's yeah, what he's, he's doing. Yeah, he's climbing a tree. He's just climbing a tree. And so Martin's like, I better help here, and starts calling him like a fucking dog. He's like, yeah. come here, Billy. Come yeah, on, come boy. Come on, come down from the tree. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking weird. I'm just like, 
why are you getting involved? What the what the fuck? I love how much the lady doesn't care. She's yeah. like, oh, look at this nice man trying to help my son down from a tree. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing here, dude? Like, get yeah. away from my kid. Yeah. And then she just kind of, like, checks him out. Like, she looks him up and down. <laughs> She's like, this guy looks good. And he's good with kids. <laughs> Um, and he's just kind of telling her, like, I used to hang out in this park all the time. I came here for concerts. I'd ride the merry-go-round. And she's like, don't forget the cotton candy. Yeah, for some reason they keep referencing cotton candy. Cotton and the candy. band concerts. The band concerts. Those were my favorite. Not just the band, not just the concerts, but the band's the band concerts. band concerts. <laughs> I think the band was the name of the band playing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, instead of a Beyonce concert, they're going to the band concerts. But anyway, so he's like... And then he's like, I carved my name into that uh, gazebo pillar once. Yeah. And then he looks over and there's a child carving his name into the gazebo pillar. Yeah. And at this point, I'm pretty sure that we're in some time travel thing. Well, I'm pretty sure as soon as the soda dirt walked up and tried to wake up Mr. Wilson, we had some dramatic irony yeah. happening. Yeah. I mean, we, we know what's happening. Yeah. yeah. So, but, we, yeah. I was, and I said it at the time, I was worried that they were going to break the time continuum time space continuum because you can't just go talk to yourself talk to yourself no yeah but he doesn't really know who this kid is mm -hmm. so he just runs up and he's like hey don't carve i guess no he's just like oh my gosh it's you and oh like martin or i don't remember okay honestly he, he knew what was going on yeah oh, that's he, the part where that's he, where he, he oh that's where he figured it out the kid's carving martin s into yeah and he knows post. what it looks like he remembers yeah. so he's seeing himself he realizes that he's seeing that's me it. carving my name yeah. so he uh he scares martin because he's like another smart kid runs yeah. away from stranger danger well yeah. it's more of he martin's running away from getting into trouble yeah also he's like oh he's I, like i promise i'm not the only it. one who does this even though it's the only carving no one. there's carvings all up and down <laughs> really yeah there was lots of little carvings all over it so. no, i did not notice that so yes. don't listen to me listen no. to rebecca <laughs> by the way that's rebecca if you didn't get it from the beginning so um so then he goes home mm -hmm. he follows martin home which is creepy but he goes home to go see his parents and he knocks on the door and his dad answers the door right and he's like dad pops. and then pops it's me pops pops it's me and pops is like what the fuck is wrong with this guy <laughs> Can I help you? Why did he expect to just walk no. up to his father as a grown man and just be like, hey, dad, and have, have not recognize yeah. your father son to be plus like, 25 years? Yeah. This was a weird fallacy. He's yeah. like, he kind of figures it out and he's like, pops? And then he hears his mom and he's like, mom, is that you? And he's like, why don't you guys remember me? And they're like, you are insane. <laughs> yeah. I love that she calls him, what's, what's the matter, young man? Yeah, they're like the same age. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> And he's like, no, let me in. And they're like, no. And then they they, that's the it. Door. Yeah, they slam the door. And he's all disappointed. It's so sad. And then some random dude his across neighbor. the street, his neighbor. Yeah. His neighbor just randomly calls to him across the street, hey. And he's like waxing his car. And he's like, do you like it? Like, he's like Talking about the car. Talking about the car. <laughs> and it's just really like, who are you? Why are you talking to me? I like that there was a, a, a quote-unquote rumble seat. A yeah. rumble seat. And I just thought, oh my god, so many people died. From that. In that That thing lasted seat. about three years before rumble seats were like... <laughs> a bad like, idea. Yeah, yeah, before people were like, oh, this was a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> rumble seat is... Rumble seat is it's probably... Basically... Go ahead. You take out the trunk of the car and you put what looks like 
a pilot's jump seat in it. It's just like a cushioned piece of metal. Yeah. Sticking out from the car. And so. you and you ride in that. Yeah. And yeah. You, I mean, and remember, this is children. before seatbelts, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Good times. And so, uh, so many, many people must have died. Oh yeah. And so, and the man, the main character's like, man, I haven't seen a rumble seat in years. And the man's like, what are you talking about? This is brand new. <laughs> I got this from Detroit yesterday. It's which, a 1934 Roadster. Yeah. Which confirms they're somewhere in, like, Michigan, Ohio, because yeah. if you can get to Detroit at that time period in a day, you're yeah. in the Midwest. Theory confirmed. All right. I'm very proud of that. And, and I love, he's already determined that he's gone in the past. He saw yeah. himself. He tried to talk to his parents, and yet he's still surprised when he sees a brand new 1934 Roadster. So, this is where I thought it's, he is confirmed, okay, we're in the past. I don't know what happened, but we're in the past. Yeah. So that's that's what I thought. And then it cuts to back at his house at night and Rod Sterling goes on and he's like, so he walked around for a long time thinking lots of thoughts and now he's back to where he was. Yeah. Because we were all wondering. And he has another conversation with Pops. Yeah. And this time he confronts him with details. He's like, look, you gave me a... Gl-. He picks up a baseball glove and he's like look you gave me this glove when i turned 11 yeah and like, you gave me a baseball to go with it that was signed by lou gehrig i know all of these things yeah and his dad his dad's just like look i don't want to hurt you and i don't want to have any trouble but if you stick around here there might be trouble and it's funny because i wonder if maybe his dad's starting to believe it and when he says there might be trouble he means space-time continuum trouble i think it's dad threatening to kick his ass for being crazy probably more yeah. than yeah. I, I, I just <laughs> thought i might i don't know because then he sees his mom and just runs up to her and he, yeah he's like look you used to send me to the farm when i was a kid or something along those lines i don't remember and uh he brings out his wallet and he wants to show them like oh, his no id one. and his no one will look at his cards no every time like, he takes out his cards they're like she just like well, smacks his wallet like, out of his hand credit cards <laughs> <laughs> trying to take out his id and like yeah. opie like takes the fuck off when she when he takes out opie his is ID. a four-year-old <laughs> <laughs> opie was smart these he people smart. are just like please get off my porch yeah. i totally understand why that oh and he pulls out the detail like your daughter died when she was one which is a really creepy thing to be like look what i know yeah <laughs> and she smacks him in the face yeah and he's just like all oh, right fine and he turns away and he can hear the music coming from the merry-go-round the merry-go-round and he's like, Martin, I have to talk to Martin. And he starts running down the street whispering, Martin, Martin, Martin. It's really so creepy. Yeah, that was a really weird scene. But then it cuts to this awesome shot. Oh, of yeah. Like, it's like a side angle, like not 45 degrees, but yeah. like not 90. It's a pretty cool shot. It's a really cool shot of him walking up to the merry-go-round. And it's super trippy. Like, it's... It's dizzifying, is what it is. Yeah, dizzifying. And um, every time we see him, he's now tilted for like the rest of the scene. Yeah. Every time they cut to him, and he's trying to get on the merry-go-round, and he's like, "Martin, Martin!" And then he does get on the merry-go-round when he sees Martin, instead of just waiting for it to come back around like a normal <laughs> fucking human being. Easiest thing, just well, wait for him to come to you. It's a merry-go-round. It goes in circles. Why are Martin's parents not with him all day? Like, like after yeah. this, all day. I don't. <laughs> like after this, 
like, normally it's fine. Send your kid to the park. I don't care. This yeah, kid's like eleven also, or twelve. Like, I'd understand but... if they spent some time like earlier in the day, and like now he did, like especially since it's a small town. Okay, we're going home, Mar- Marty. You know, you can stay and play, and you know, ride the merry-go-round just like one more time or something. You know, like I could see that. But they were they were just they just sent him off all day. My parents were okay with me doing yeah. that. Yeah, he was old enough to be alone. So but when a crazy LA. man comes <laughs> yeah, up to your house and says. <laughs> Hey, I'm Martin. Go find your son now. Yeah. Now. I've seen big enough times to know how that shit actually goes down. But no, like seriously, that that was weird that he confronts them saying I'm Martin and they weren't like, we should probably go find Martin. Yeah. It's never a point where that happens. Yeah. No. But oh. so um, he gets on the merry-go-round and he starts chasing after Martin saying, I won't hurt you. And everyone's just like, oh, look, there goes that guy. <laughs> the only one who's team scared. Is Martin, who gets off of his horse and just starts running, and they're running around the merry-go-round, and no one else seems particularly perturbed by this. They're kind of watching, like, oh, not even weird. the merry-go-round operator. No, is it's yeah. just like oh, upset weird. No. by a man running around the merry-go-round saying, "Martin, I won't hurt you." <laughs> that sounds exactly like I want to go kill you. Yeah, that's I won't hurt you because it'll be a quick death. Don't worry. <laughs> So Martin goes spilling off of the merry-go-round and hurts his leg. And as soon that's probably one of my other favorite parts. Is as mm-hmm. soon as he hurts his leg, older Martin falls down to the ground of the merry-go-round, holding his leg like ah, my leg hurts. Yeah. Um, and the merry-go-round finally stops. <laughs> and Martin's taken to a hospital. Yeah. Or something. Well, he's picked I, up by some guy and he starts talking to himself. To passed out Martin, which is just like he's passed out. Oh yeah, he can't and he's hear just you. like. Martin, I just wanted to tell you to be happy. <laughs> it was kind of, the sentiment was kind of weird. Uh, it was just like, this is the best time of your life. Like, and you're going to grow up. Like, you're going to have cotton candy. He was really obsessed with cotton oh, candy. Oh, yeah, and the band concerts. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just like, I'm just sitting there being like, dude, you're like a big, like, executive in New York. Yeah. Have some fucking cotton candy if you want some. <laughs> go, like, go to a band like, concert. It's gonna be it's fine. Not for children. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's like, look, your life is gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's basically the rest trying. Of your life is gonna really fucking suck. Yeah. So just enjoy it, please. And then there's a great shot while he's doing that. Yeah. Of like everything's kind of fading like it's becoming yeah. darker and darker and it's everyone just walking away from him with like a spotlight on him yeah i really we talked about it a little bit i really love the way that this episode was filmed yeah or shot specifically a lot of great cinematography a lot of great angles the mirror stuff was really cool yeah um yeah so um we cut to the next scene and, and he's still sitting there at this merry-go-round that's now kind of been abandoned I don't understand his nostalgia for merry-go-rounds because I think I've been on them like two, maybe three times in my life and always thought, even as a small child, I was like, meh. (laughs) This was the 30s, though. They didn't have like cool things that we have now. Yeah, that's the coolest shit he's ever seen. (laughs) I mean, this is back when I thought blowing bubbles was cool. (laughs) I still, and I still, yeah, it is. But I mean, that was at the age where I should have been equally impressed by the (laughs) merry-go-round and I was still like, eh. Not that impressed. Well, maybe if he pulled out a bubble wand, that guy would have gone ape shit, too. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. Bubble wands are almost as nice as band like, concerts. He's obsessed yeah. with the merry-go-round with cotton candy and with the band concerts. Like, everything seems to just... And carving his name into a piece of wood. Paradise. Like, those are what he Those loves. were the days. So, yeah. this guy's sitting here, he's all sad now, because he 
pretty much broke his younger self's leg or whatever. And made him pass out. Made which... him pass out. Yeah, I, I can understand the pain. being being a little upset about that. Yeah. And then Pops comes back. Yeah, Pops. Yeah, Pops. He comes back and he, he's all like, I just want you to know Martin's fine. I mean, he's going to have a limp, but he's not going to die or anything. How badly did he hurt his leg that they know he'll have a limp from here on out? I, 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 but whatever. <laughs> um, and he he's he admits like I know who you are. You know he's like I looked through your wallet and your the bills in your wallet are from times that haven't happened yet. You know like your you, driver's license expires in like thirty five years, twenty five yeah, years, twenty five years. Like you know okay, like I believe you. You know you are not you're Martin. You're from the future. I need you to leave. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically what he he's says. Like, Why are you here? <laughs> He's like, look, I don't know what you're here for, but this is, our, like, our yeah. Martin Summer. Please don't try to make him, like, yeah. share it with you. Yeah. Well, also, it's like, he already fucked up his leg. Can you yeah. imagine? He's yeah. like, dude, you are not supposed to be here. You're not allowed See, around my son See, he's messing anymore. up the time continuum. You're right. And I think that's kind of what Pops is saying, is that he's like, there's not room enough for both of you. Like, you, if you want to, if you want this summer to stay what it was when you remembered it, you have to leave. And, yeah. um... It was pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was a good scene. Also, then Martin gets on that. The merry-go-round starts spinning again yeah. for no reason. For no reason. Where is it? I thought everybody left. Yeah. It's empty. This, but Why the thing was is, it started up? He gets on it, starts, he, he steps onto it very casually. And the next scene, we're back in the soda place. So it was kind of like. Yeah. He steps on it, and it's back to the, not the first, but the second scene. Yeah. He's in the soda shop, but now it's super crowded in the soda shop. And we've got some, you know, 50s music playing, and there's girls in short dresses dancing, and And very not the 30s anymore. And one goes upstairs and looks at a box, and we don't know why, but it happens. And he goes up to the (laughs) soda jerk, and he was like, and he's like... He's like, hey, give me a soda. And he's like, oh, I would, but it's 35 cents. <laughs> and he's like, it's 35 cents now. What about Mr. Wilson? Is he still alive? And, and like, the guy's like, no, that dude died. <laughs> <laughs> you still want the soda? <laughs> and he forgets what, like, the order was immediately. The guy's like, I want a chocolate soda. And he's like, you want chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla, right? <laughs> vanilla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, nah, I think I'm going to leave because... Yeah. It's you're 35 in, cents. Also, you're incapable of, like, holding any information I'm gonna in your go head back for to longer that, than three seconds. That, you're uh, a goldfish, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets up, and he gets off the stool, and he, like, yeah. lands on his leg funny. He's like, ah, it's not made for a bum leg. And dude's like, how'd you do that? And he's like, I actually fell off the merry-go-round that was here. And he's like, right, there was a merry-go-round here when we were little. Ah, I forgot about that because they tore it down because it's unsafe for children. <laughs> Meaning that him getting his leg hurt was the reason that the merry-go-round got shut down. Yeah. But no one cared that he was being chased by a random man screaming, I won't hurt you! <laughs> like, it's the merry-go-round's fault. <laughs> Not the bystanders who just let this man chase this boy yeah. around. Oh. Why'd, but, you, why'd you take away the merry-go-round? It wasn't that fun anyway. Yeah. And that's just kind of the end of it. He, yeah. He's like, oh... Okay. He goes back, walks back to his car at the gas station where supposedly the mechanic has finished his oil change, what, like a day later? And, <laughs> or um, an hour. I'm not really sure how this he time He climbs back into his car to go back to his job where he's the vice president of an ad company and he's going to go to board meetings that make him want to jump out of windows. 
and Rod Serling has kind of this really sad ending monologue about he tried to go home again and it didn't work. Like, you, you can't can, go back. You can never go home you again. You can never go back. That's that's just yeah. basic storytelling 101. Don't yeah. you know you can't go back? Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what do we normally do after that? So, um, what do you guys think the twist was in this episode? Now, that's interesting, because normally I feel like the twist involves the, um, the sci-fi or the fantasy element. And this one, we got, we established the sci-fi part way early. That could not have been a twist, because that was basically our inciting incident. So for me, I feel like maybe the twist is him having a bum leg after he goes back. Like, he... He's back in the 50s, he's going back to his car, and he's walking with a limp now, so it's kind of like it happened. It was real. I, I agree with that. I think yeah. it's... And it's more than a twist, almost. It's symbolic, like, you try to go back and find your childhood, you will fuck your leg up. <laughs> I told him to stay away from him, wait. No, I, he didn't listen. Yeah. So yeah, I think we, we all agree that that was the twist, yes. kind of. That or the fact that he just went back in time and randomly the first act of the episode. Mm -hmm. They never really establish how he went back in time or anything like that. So they don't, they don't establish how he got back either. It was just kind of it was kind of like he controlled it with his own mind. It was like, man, I really want to go back to that. Place that happens in the, the Twilight same. Zone sometimes. And like, it's just man, I need to just go back something. home now, and then that's it. Well, the merry-go-round I think was a symbol for going back because. I think it was even spinning backwards sure. the last time. Like, I think the horses might have been going the opposite direction. I'm not positive. I paid half attention. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, he gets on it, and it's a symbol for him going backwards. Or mm -hmm. going back, because he's no longer a child. He can no longer ride the merry-go-round. It's not like he got on the horse. He just grabbed the railing and just let it pull him. Yeah. And it's also a symbol like you don't control where you're going. Something else is controlling that. You can't just fight it all the time. I feel like the moment he went into the past was when he walked into the mirror. And I think the moment he went back was when he stepped on the merry-go-round. Yeah. I, I agree with these moments. I, but there's nothing to indicate like yeah. what was controlling that other than his own thoughts. We are it's speculating this 100%. Zone. It is yeah. Twilight Zone. Um, <laughs> that's basically it. His own desires. So... <laughs> Moving on, my favorite part of this episode is definitely that first shot of him going up to the merry-go-round at night where it's mm. at that cool angle, and then from then on, like, that angle was just perfect. It was yeah. disorienting, and it was showing him kind of going a little crazy. Yeah. Like, it, was, it wasn't just him, like, I'm trying to find my childhood, it's him obsessing over it now. Yeah. And, like, I don't need to go back, but he does need to go back, kind of. That makes sense. Split. And I just, it was such a perfect shot, and it continued with perfect shots from there. I found it stupid that he got on the merry-go-round, but that scene was my favorite. Yeah. I liked the scene where Pops comes back for the last time, and he talks to him about, you can't share this summer with yourself. Because it, I mean, like, there's so many things that we, we make fun of in this episode about this guy being kind of creepy, and, like, some of the acting being bad, but really, like, this was, like, a really serious moment of, like, no, like, you don't belong here, you need to go, and it's just, the fact that it came from his father, you know, and it, I don't know, just the whole scene was just really, really cool for me, so. I have to say my favorite part was just, like, 
little Opie telling him off. Like, <laughs> I know who that is, and you are not him. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, Bye, great. Felicia. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So we, um, as always, we look up factoids, but right. I didn't do that this week. I so did. Rebecca is I taking wrote, the lead. I actually did, and then I, I was at work, <laughs> and I wrote all of them down on a notepad that I do not have with me now. So okay, well, I'm still failing. I tried, <laughs> but I still fail. I got you guys. All right, so we talked about the set. Um, they did not reuse the set. This is actually the set from um, Meet Me in St. Louis which Ooh. starred Judy Garland. The only thing that they added to the set was the carousel. They didn't have a merry-go-round anywhere on in Meet Me in to St. Louis. Meet Me in St. Louis. So, um, it's Meet Me in St. Louis instead of St. Louis? Isn't it? That's the song. Meet Me in St. Louis. No, I wasn't sure. I've never seen the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Martin was played by Gig Young, whose name was originally Byron Ellsworth Barr, but he actually changed it to name himself after a character he played in a movie called The Gay Sisters, which I'm sure has nothing to do with what we think it has to do here in Happy Sisters. Yeah, the Happy Sisters. Yeah. We all know how this um, works. He actually won an Oscar. He was, In 1970, he was... He won for supporting actor in They Shoot Horses, don't they? Um, Hold on. Is this the fourth straight episode with an Oscar winner? Yeah, no, they had a lot of Oscar Damn, winners. Damn, go thing Twilight is, Zone. Yeah, I know. Well, he, he won that in 1970, and this was in 1959. So, But I yeah, mean, still. Martin Landau didn't win until Ed Wood, which was with the 80s. Yeah, so. But anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. Twilight Zone just knows how to seek them out. The thing, the thing like about. Law and Order of its day. Everyone was on Law and Order at one point. I don't know if you guys knew that. No, I didn't. Acting tip. Yeah, everyone, like, who's anyone at one point was probably on Law and Order. <laughs> it was awesome. so easy to get on one of the Law and Order shows in New York because they always needed, like, a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to be an actor? Here yeah. you go. Um, this, um, this episode was actually really personal to Rod Serling because he wrote it about his own feelings about his hometown. Um, he was walking on an MGM set and it reminded him of exactly what Binghamton, New York, looked like when he was a child. And he actually built the park to uh, resemble Recreation Park, um, which was the park in his hometown. So he was just really trying to recreate his own hometown for this episode. And um, it's interesting because Gig Young, the main character, I feel like this was also kind of really personal to him because he kind of went, he was kind of the same of like he lived his life and kind of screwed it up and got he was an alcoholic he was gonna be in blazing saddles but he got kicked out and replaced by gene wilder that was him yeah because he had alcoholism so he was hmm? was that before this blazing saddles Uh, when did blazing saddles come out that that came out well after this yeah but he he got replaced by gene wilder (laughs) because he was an alcoholic that's cool. Yeah, so he kind of lived the same life as the character he was playing in this episode. Except the character was not an alcoholic. He was just a suicidal businessman. Yeah, a suicidal businessman, alcoholic <laughs> actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Frank Overton was in Star Trek at one point. He was the guy who played Pops. But the most famous actor in this episode was Tiny Rod, uh, Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh... Well, still an Oscar winner. Still an Oscar winner. Yeah, Beautiful just mind, just for thing. directing. <laughs> <laughs> um, this Time magazine named this episode the ninth best episode of The Twilight Zone. Fun facts. Okay. Yep. So those are what I got. Anybody got another factoid? <laughs> I don't. No? All right. 
Would you rank this the ninth best of all the ones that you know? I we know have to watch five. more. <laughs> I know five so far, so. So what would you uh, rate this episode on a scale of one to five? Do you want me to go first? Or? You... Go ahead, go first. All right, I haven't gone first so far. All right. I would give this one a three. I think it was a really good episode. I'd probably give it a four, but they were missing some things I really wanted to know. Yeah. What happened to get him into the past? It was very much just accept that this is happening. Um, there was no, I don't know, there was no inciting incident that led me to understand what happened, like most of the other ones kind of had, or explanation at the end. Yeah. Um, and I felt like that really hurt it, so I took a point away from it. Okay. And, I don't know, little things, like, uh, Ron Howard just (laughs) was adorable, (laughs) but, like, it was just, like, a weird scene, I thought. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple weird things that he did, like, just assuming his mom and dad would recognize him. I I was fine with him going back and kind of getting annoyed that he didn't get recognized, but the fact that he quickly was like, how do you not recognize me, when they're like, our son is ten. (laughs) it looks nothing like him by the way nothing they had a different hair color from what i could tell but that happens happens. my hair got darker your hair got blue (laughs) before it got blue it got darker but yeah no so plot wise i thought this was a great episode it was shot very well but i took off a point because of some things i wanted to see that were not included okay whose turn is it next um I, I did like this episode. It was the first one that kind of had a sad ending. Um, one that kind of left you a little bit more melancholy than maybe when you started. Um, it was it was supposed to be the first one that wasn't supposed to have any gimmicks in it. Um, I think this is the episode where people started taking the Twilight Zone seriously because before, you know, we got westerns, we're redoing Sunset Boulevard, you know, we've got com- comedian actors playing serious roles, but they're kind of cheesy. Whereas this one was just supposed to kind of have a meaningful, uh, you know, message about childhood while also having this cool time-space continuum thing. And it, I think this is, this was, while it was definitely easy to make fun of and definitely had its moments of, like, just being like, why? Stranger danger. <laughs> Stranger danger. <laughs> this is creepy. What are you doing? It was also kind of groundbreaking. So I give it a four. I give it a four because I just liked it. <laughs> just plain old liked it. But I, I like can't give it more than that because it's the same thing as Alex said, like where it's just like why was he going up to his parents and just being like, <laughs> Hey, recognize me. I'm thir- I'm the same age as you. Like it's like why would you ever think that would work ever? Ever. Just so dumb. So ever. <laughs> ever. But yeah. Just really dumb. So I couldn't Rate it any higher. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Anyone want to rate the twist? Mm. I'm going to rate the twist first then. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to give the twist a five, actually. Okay. Um, I get that it wasn't concrete, but it really sold what the episode was about, that he went back in time and he hurt his leg over it. Yeah. He tried to get something that he couldn't have and he suffered a major consequence because of it. I thought that was beautiful. Okay, I agree. I give it a five. It did definitely, it it definitely uh, was very serious and very meaningful and very 
interesting. So all of those things are great things. I give it a five. I give it a four because it wasn't sh- like I want to be like kind of like oh oh yeah like yeah. I want to I want to have that feeling of oh my gosh yeah you know and it just I I was not surprised by that at all it was just like yeah <laughs> like, it's, if you're the same person that makes sense so all right it seems way too logical to be like ooh so yeah. I mean it it made sense and it was it was a nice twist but i didn't get my feeling all right no feeling for didn't get my twist feeling all right fair so uh, as far as recommendations who wants to go first i mean there's lots of movies about seeing yourself as a child like disney's the kid uh i mean yeah i mean there's like back to the future he doesn't see himself as a child but he meets his parents like there's lots of time travel stuff if you like this you probably like those chelsea I'm going to do an inverse and say I do not recommend merry-go-rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's not fair. <laughs> I really wanted to recommend Big. Big, yeah. yeah. There um, you go. It's like kind of the reverse. I was oh. trying so hard to think of something else, but this episode just was so much like that for me. Like, yeah. You can't speed up time. I guess 13 going on 32, but that was like a bad version of Big for me. Um, Those are both kind of reverse of this. They're both very much reverse of this. Same idea. Same idea. Same concept of going up to your parents and they're not recognizing you because they're normal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to go with Big. I really didn't want to because it's too obvious, but... I think the kid was pretty obvious, but I don't think anyone remembered that that happened. I kind of forgot about that. (laughs) Is that about the baseball picture? Bruce Willis. Bruce meet, Willis, right. Yeah. <laughs> Just randomly meets himself as a kid. That happened to me once. I met my third grade self once. I was um, on a road trip, and I was going to check out some caverns uh, that I had gone to on a third grade field trip, and I was telling this guy that I was with on our way in about the only thing I remembered, which was a cave called the Wedding Room that had a stalagmite that looked like a wedding cake. And I was just finishing telling him this when a group of third graders came out of the cave and this tiny little blonde girl came skipping up to us, asked us, have you been in the caves yet? And we were like, no. And she's like, there's a wedding room and like skipped off as happy as possible. And I was like, that was, that, I just met my third grade self. Okay. You were blonde in third grade? I was blonde in the third grade, so okay. blonde for a while. So yeah, I had that experience. Anybody else have a... No, no one else has had that experience. I've, met I've never twice. met myself. Oh, yeah, okay. I've met the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> keeps meeting herself. I've met myself at least twice. All right, we'll share that story off <laughs> the podcast because I'm very curious now. But um, so that was the episode for today. You guys can stop listening now, or you can keep listening to me say this. I hope you guys have a great day and don't get caught in the twilight don't zone. Don't get caught in the twilight zone. Bye, zoners. Bye. All right, bye.